Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Now, when it comes to disruptive events, even before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the world was buffeted by global supply chain crises, rising energy costs, the implications of extreme weather events linked to climate change, U.S. foreign policy. Now, the impact of foreign exchange trading volumes of these events quite difficult to assess because there's a lag in market data. But overall, is there a certain irony that despite all these events that spell disruption, has the FX market volatility been pretty much as low as it's ever been? Let's check in with Ashley Co, fund manager from Salisworth Global Currency Fund. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Good morning. Hi. Morning, Michelle. Share with us your overview of the FX universe. Now, do you expect central banks' monetary policy tightening, weakening growth and inflation around the globe to affect FX markets? Yeah, for sure. I would think that this bad monetary policy would definitely be supporting the U.S. dollar strength moving forward. And I think any divisions in the monetary policy decisions among the country will affect the relative strength of the various currencies. And I think with the ongoing war, it has definitely depressed market sentiments. And we actually have witnessed increased volatility and pretty extreme price action movements in the FX space, mm-hmm. where many traders just got whipsawed by the recent market fluctuations. So we do, we do urge uh, you know, extra caution in trading during this period and traders should stick to their predetermined risk limits in managing their position. All right. It's interesting because I was looking at uh, Euro Money's foreign exchange survey and it showed that over the past 12 months, foreign exchange market volatility was pretty low, but you're saying you're seeing the opposite. That's right. Yeah, for our trading. Uh, so for our house, we do mainly technical price action trading. Mm-hmm. And we did see like, a change in like market structure from last year, which is more ranging type of trading to right now a bit more trending. Mm-hmm. And with that, we have also deployed different strategies in, in, in handling the current market situation. And, and yeah, it really, you know, you have to be very adaptable when it comes to comes to managing your strategies and your approach to the market. Okay, let's talk a little bit about those strategies. Ashley, a lot of our listeners are investors. What are some of the main differences, given what you're seeing shape up in today's market? What are the main differences that you think exist between stock trading and forex trading that's important for investors to keep front of mind? It is uh, quite different because when you do equities trading, uh, end of day, you are trading with a centralized exchange. But you're not doing FX. You, it's, it's a decentralized market, it's OTC, and you know, trading di- with different uh, counterparties, different brokers will actually give you different outcomes. So I think for FX and, and equity and even crypto, um, there are different strategies to approach the market. Uh, I think regardless of the asset class, bottom line is you do need to look after your risk. Uh, before you, you know, even attempt to trade yourself. I know a lot of listeners are waiting to hear your thoughts on those strategies in particular, Ashley. But tell us first, how reliable a source of return is foreign currency as an asset class compared to, say, other alternative assets? We've seen so much whipsaw action in the crypto markets recently, for example. How does Forex compare with the volatility that we're seeing in cryptocurrency? FX itself, it's not that cyclical as compared to, say, equity and the bonds market. And it is possible to aim for positive returns, you know, regardless of the market conditions. For, for all these years that I've invested in FX, you know, I actually do not have a losing year. 
I think end of day is really on how you manage your risk. You know, of course, you can have very successful crypto traders, very successful equity traders. And I think the common similarity amongst all would be they really look after their, their capital, you know, they preserve their wealth. They do not try to take on too much risk with one single trade you know, and get wiped out in, in the market volatility. They are very careful with their trading plans and they plan their trade, you know, entries and trade exits uh, properly. So, so, yeah. That's interesting. Forex is a reliable source of asset for how many years straight for you, Ashley? I've, I've invested in FX since 2013. Mm, all right. yeah, it's been about yeah, 10 years. And it, to me, it's, uh, I, I would think you know, a lot of um, people are not very familiar with FX as an asset class because a lot of retail products out there are equity funds, mm. you know, bond funds mm. marketed by you know, all these robot advisors and, and insurance agents and banks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, FX product is not that readily available for investors out there. So there's this lack of knowledge when it comes to this asset class. As itself, it's actually very liquid, where, you know, unlike stocks, say in times of, uh, you know, COVID meltdown, you know, in 2020, mm-hmm. there were circuit breakers. You try to, you know, exit a trade and you can't, you get jammed. But FX is so liquid that you can exit a position. Yes, the spreads might widen, but you, you can get out of a position. So I like FX because it's liquid. It's not that seasonal. You know, there's no, especially if you're running long short strategy, uh, you can, you can aim for positive returns, you know, year on year. Really interesting. So given your experience since 2013, are there strategic strategies that you think are worth considering given today's markets? Um, there's actually no holy grail, you know, there's no magic winning formula. Over these years, we do employ different strategies in tackling the change in market structure and market conditions. So that wouldn't say that there's one single strategy that would give you profits 100% of the time. You do need to have, a, so for us, our fund, we do have a portfolio of, you know, six to eight different type of strategies. And depending on the type of market conditions, we will activate different type of strategy. Can type you the market. share with us what some of these strategies look like in action in relation to the Global Currency Fund, yes. which is your flagship fund, and I understand it's meant for accredited investors, correct? That's right, yeah, only for accredited investors and also for institutional clients. Okay, for price action trading, that's really, you know, it surrounds a few, which is range trading, trend trading, mean reversion, you know, support resistance, breakout, momentum breakout. And we do have, we are monitoring for opportunities across 20 currency pairs. We have used ALGO, certain automations in our trading to help us to be more efficient and effective in spotting for uh, price action opportunities. Can you share with us some of the key risk areas that our listeners who may be new to this whole area of Forex may not be able to participate in the Salesforce Global Currency Fund? What do they need to be aware of when starting? I would say don't, don't get started so hastily because statistics shows that 90 to 95% of new traders, they will lose their money when they first enter this space. A lot of people just jump straight into it without fully understanding what they are getting themselves into. So I think they first have to approach it with the right mindset that trading is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It is, you know, you won't become a millionaire overnight and it does take years and years of experience to mm. hone this craft to be successful. So I think stick to your predetermined trading plans. If say there is no good trading setup, it's okay to just stay out of the market. You already have set stop loss and take profit, so exit the markets accordingly. Mm-hmm. Respect your risk limits and don't be tempted to you know, adjust the risk band wider, despite how tempting it may seem. So don't try real-life trading first without putting yourself through, say, a demo environment. Mm. You know, try that out for at least three to six months. And I would say even then, 
as you want to move on to real life trading, you will also notice that there are you know there will be difference in your outcome trading a demo account and a live trading account because there are slippages in real life trading conditions. So when you move on from trading demo to real life trading, you should keep that capital really small because you must go in with the mindset that you could just you know lose everything with one careless trade. Right. So I find a good way to perhaps mentally prepare yourself would be to. You know, you can quantify it and visualize it. So, example, if you want to start off with ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you can ask yourself, "Are you okay to lose that ten thousand dollars overnight?" Right? Given mm-hmm. you are again very, you could be very careless. And is that too much? Maybe just start off with five thousand. Is that too much again? Then maybe just start with thousand dollars. And if it's something that you can, you are comfortable with, then just start off with that. So I'd say don't start too big. You know, you don't want to pay too much tuition fees. So just start start small and go slow and steady. All right, that's wise advice, Ashley. Thank you for that. Now, when it comes to the global currency fund from Salisworth, can you give us a closer look under the hood? What is it composed of, and how is it performed since its inception? We started this fund in Singapore in uh, 2019, late September. And since then till now, we have made about 20% returns. We started somehow before, right before the COVID, which is, I would say, good or bad, but at least that really... Uh, Interesting times, yeah. yeah. I know, right? Like, I was like, when we launched the fund, we are like, oh dear, like COVID. And, and fundraising was definitely challenging. You know, I couldn't fly overseas, couldn't meet my overseas prospects. And yeah, so have to, um, you know, we, we started off slow, given that it's COVID period. And certain of our strategies do, you know, it's very common that, you know, there's alpha decay. So we do have to relook into our portfolio, but we still keep our risk management really, you know, really tight. And despite all this volatility in the past three years, we've not actually exceeded 6 to 7% drawdown, which is respectable given, you know, look at today's market. You have, you know, S&P are down 15%, you know, Bitcoin following like 30%, but we have still keep our risk below 10% volatility. And with that, this year, we are doing, we are doing, I think, extremely well. We are up about 7%. And I think we're one of the rare green out there, you know, in the sea of free. Give us a sense of which part of the currency universe the global currency fund trades in. We focus mainly on the G10 currency pairs. So that's like the, the majors. A dollar, euro, yen, pound, uh, Swiss franc, or the kiwi, loony, we do look at all this. And because currency trade is a test, uh, so we are monitoring for like a universe of 20 currency pairs. Uh, we do not touch exotics, you know, no Mexican pesos, rubles, uh, ringgit and whatnot, just focus on the major liquid pairs. And we also do not touch tech currencies, such as dollar, honky, you know, in the event that, let's say, if it unpacks, you know, there's illiquidity in the market, so that's not something that we like. So we focus really mainly on the major pairs, and lately we also have certain exposure to, um, to gold and silver, so mm-hmm. XAU dollar and XAG dollar, and, and yeah, so we mainly focus on liquid instruments. So the rise in the ruble hasn't had you worried at all, since it's not an area that you're looking at at all. Uh, how do you control risk for the fund? Oh, we're managing it at 10% volatility. All right. So for each, each trade, each strategy, each overall portfolio, we do set uh, risk limits and we exit if it's, you know, we just take a loss and move on if market conditions are not supportive. All right. Well, final words of advice to people listening in and they want to get started. You shared some great advice there, but for the intermediate Forex trader listening in, wondering what today's overall Forex universe is signaling, what do you say? Um, uh, really just, um, you know, look after your risk. It's really okay to just sit out of markets. So for us as well, when there are big events, you know, we just don't enter the markets. It's not, you do not have to get caught up in, in the markets and mm. get a bit sore by, you know, by all this volatility. So, yeah, I mean, advice for all traders would be preserving your capital. And that's the key to, 
the longevity of any form of trading or investment. Is it true it's one of the top 10 currency funds in the world rated by Barclay Hitch last year? Yes, yes that's right. All right. Great yeah. to know that. Well, Ashley, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Michelle. She's Ashley Co, fund manager for the Salsworth Global Currency Fund. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.